Blog Talk Radio. about all that I got disconnected from Block Talk Radio I'm not sure how that happened so I'm not sure where everything left off so yes I am Carrie the diva of Days of Our Lives and um, my friends and I have a weekly podcast about Days of Our Lives um, Saturday night um, 10 p.m. Eastern live on Block Talk Radio and we um, have the archives played on Spotify usually the next morning Sunday morning and it's also on Apple, um, iTunes, and that's also um, Sunday morning usually. For some reason, though, the Housewives podcasts uh, go through pretty quickly on Spotify, so usually within a couple hours. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be riffing tonight, so I apologize. I'm not that well prepared. I watched the show, and I've been tweeting about it for 24 hours, like I'm sure all you guys have, too. So I really did writing Pacific notes down, and I, I'm going to do it my Days of Our Lives way, which is I just wrote down everybody's names, and then I'll just riff on them. And I'd like to thank at PreBrownG1 on, on Twitter for uh, motivating me to podcast tonight, because I did need a little bit of motivation. Because, yeah, it's – the Days of Our Lives, I don't know why it's so much easier. Maybe it's because I have co-hosts, and we're just, you know – shooting the shit and um i think with the real housewives though when because there's obviously there's a lot of podcasts out there and, and i just listened to um watch what crap a couple of minutes ago and those guys are wonderful 
Yeah, they kind of go through scene by scene. And if you've never done a podcast before, that takes a lot of time. <laughs> and my handwriting is terrible. And I wish Bravo would send us transcripts. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Man, if they send us transcripts, I would be podcasting all the time. And uh, with all that being said, um, before I start with Beverly Hills, uh, Potomac, fantastic, fantastic premiere. I was disappointed with the ratings. I thought they just hit it out of the park, and Giselle was just messy all over the place. Um, Salt Lake, same thing. That was more of a um, messy drunkenness. And, like, who would have thought they could pull this shit off of five girls? I mean, holy cow. You would... I don't know. I think with five girls, you kind of just want to get along, maybe because you're tired of fighting, or maybe, well, I guess everybody has to be engaged. You know, you can't pull Dorit and like not be engaged the entire season. So, but yes, Salt Lake was pretty messy last night. So I'm gonna start with Beverly Hills. So, um, with the reunion last night, it started off with. Um, Jamie Lee was showing up, and I already got leaked. We already knew Jamie was going to be there, and she's great, and she's gracious, and I'm glad her charity's going well, so please look up her charity. She said the um, Beverly Hills fans were fantastic, and they um, they had the biggest fundraising just from being on the Real Housewives, so that was great, and I'm glad you guys all bought the chic um, black mat wind chimes. So she named that wind chime after Dorit. So it's a Dorit chic, chic, I can't even say chic, chic um, black mat wind chime. And um, she rebranded her charity as the chicest um, children's charity. So that, that's cute. I mean, it's nice that this crazy, chaotic, toxic <laughs> waste dump of a show did some good between that and Homeless Not Toothless. I mean... You know, think about all the money that has been raised. And then we'll talk about Diane later, about her fake-ass charity donations to the minor um, victims. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Because we'll save her shit for last. So she was fantastic, and she also gave the girls um, jack-o'-lanterns with their faces carved into them. And that was really cute. I mean, that doesn't happen too often. And... um I gotta say, when I was at my old workplace, we would have Jack Lantern competitions, and yeah, <laughs> I'm a little competitive, <laughs> so I would look up every crazy template I could think of, and I got the Dremel tool and everything for carving pumpkins. I I can't tell you where it is right now <laughs> because it's buried somewhere, but um, yeah, I'm very serious about Jack Lantern carving. So, but yeah, I thought it was really cute, and it kind of cracks me up because I can't remember who um, who was on Watch What Happens Live. They said, "Oh yeah, um, you know Jamie was on promoting how late." He's like, "Oh no, she was promoting her charity." It's like, "Oh come on, we know there's a tie-in with Peacock and Halloween ends." There's the last Halloween one that Kyle was in last year. That was also on the Peacock. So let's not act like this is all for charities. No, she was promoting her movie, which I'm not going to watch because I've never seen any Halloween movies and I don't do horror movies. To me, watching people 
getting massacred is not entertainment at all. I don't, I think that's a little weird, but I'm, I'm a sensitive person though. So like to me, like if someone, you know, is being tortured and stuff that, that would cause me pain. I don't like that, which is weird because I watch House of the Dragon, which is phenomenal. If you're not watching it, you have to watch it. Hurry up and binge it. This last episode on Sunday, was episode eight, was the best episode of the year. It's phenomenal. But yeah, someone got beheaded on Sunday. <laughs> so I don't know why that doesn't bother me. I guess I just don't like supernatural serial killers. Like I'm okay with knights and swords. <laughs> I guess that doesn't bother me. So, uh, okay. So we're done with Jamie. And it was cute, but she really thanked uh, Dorit, and Dorit, Dorit's kissing up her ass at that um, dinner. So it all went for good, and it was it was nice to see. So um, we went on Dorit first with her home invasion, and they re-showed that, and yawned while Dorit was talking, and she's like, "Really, Andy? You did that last year." So who knows how long she actually talked before Annie started yawning. But uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. But, I mean, I can't stifle a yawn either. So, you know, I'm cool with him yawning. As far as what happened with her home invasion, I don't know. Was it real? Was it not? It was unusual. I, I will say that. And thank God no one got hurt. We can all agree on those things, I believe. But uh, them taking her cell phone and placing it outside her gate gently, I mean, what the hell's going on? I mean, there's rumors out there. Some are saying, oh, it was insurance fraud, and um, PK and Dorit owed a lot of money in taxes, like millions at that time. And then some people are saying, oh, no, you know, PK has gambling debts, and that, that was the mob, and the mob didn't want to harm Dorit or the kids, obviously. They just wanted their money back. So I, I don't know. It just it was a very unusual home invasion. I mean, compare that to what happened to Dina Manzo in New Jersey when her and her husband got tied up and beat up. Now, that's a home invasion. Some of the people thinking that, Dorit talked her way out of being murdered or um, physically harmed. I don't think that's the case, you know, and that, you know, Dina and her husband couldn't talk their way out of being beaten up. Everybody's different. There's some people you can't reason with. If someone's willing to come into your home and they know your home and they don't care and they take your stuff, you know, chances are they're not going to care about um, hitting you either. So, it was all kind of bizarre. Um, and this is not the first time they've been robbed, but I don't believe they were home the last time they were robbed. But yeah, I mean, I think it's too, especially if you're a single lady or you're home or you're home with your kids, please find some way of protecting yourself. If it's an alarm system that's working, if you're in a um, Second Amendment state, whatever, uh, you need to protect yourself. And you know, I lived home alone. I, I, I understand when you're home alone and you hear a noise, there's really nothing scarier in the world. So please um, 
take care of yourself. Oh, and speaking of that, hold on. My mom is texting me, and she's panicking, so I have to respond. Only take a second. So that was what it was, Dorit. I don't really think he pressed her on anything, but she really didn't do anything this year. I mean, if it wasn't for the home invasion, what would we have with Dorit? All she did was she actually stuck up for Diana for calling Sutton to see you next Tuesday. And she um, took Erica's side over Kyle's and fought with Kyle for a few minutes. That's pretty much all she did. So obviously the segment was pretty short. So then we went on to Crystal. And I have to say about this with Dorit, too. I kind of like Dorit. And I don't know if I'd miss her if she was gone. She really didn't bring anything. Her kids are cute. Seems like she's got a good marriage. But if she comes back next year, she has to be a friend or she has to bring it if she comes back. Because, I mean, even with those after-show videos that she does with Erica, she looks like a hostage or she looks like a stepford wife. I mean, it might be she's got too much Botox going on. Her face literally doesn't move. And and I've said this before on Twitter, she looks like a host from Westworld, which is also a good show. I recommend. Since you're watching HBO and House of the Dragon, go watch Westworld. It is confusing as hell. So I recommend reading the Entertainment Weekly um, like recap for all these episodes. This Westworld is so confusing. So anyway, she, uh, Basically, a host is a robot, and a lot of times on Westworld, you can't do a host from a human. And a lot of times, too, you find out later, some humans actually have host clones. So you don't know if you're seeing the real human or if you're seeing their, their host clone. So to me, Dorit kind of acts like a host. Like, she's beautiful. She's perfect. You know, not a wrinkle on her face. She, she's just a stunning woman. But it just seems like when Erica's talking, she's looking at the floor and she doesn't move her head at all. And it's just creepy and she looks like a host. Okay, so my mom's still texting me and my cat decided uh, he's, she's going to join the show and I don't want her stepping on my iPad and hanging up the show when I already got disconnected. So next was Crystal. Crystal, actually I put her in the same character category as Dorit. I kind of like Crystal. She drives me a little crazy. But she needs to, if she's going to be a friend next year or if she is brought back next year, she has to bring it. And she has to bring it for someone other than Sutton because that's getting a little ridiculous, especially when they're allegedly friends. And Sutton put a poster up of them, uh, I think it was last week, uh, they went to another Dodgers game together, which they did the year before too. So, but yeah, Crystal needs to bring it, and it, it can't just be for Sutton, or she has one episode that she goes after Erica. I mean, she did a good job with Erica. She didn't back down, and she held her ground, and I, I have a lot of respect for that, but she literally did nothing else the rest of the year. So, with um, I'm not sure what he started with with Crystal, if it was the eating disorder or not, and I'm glad she brought it up. She said to Dorit, you know, I told you I was thrown up every day. That was personal. That was between the two of us. And I'm glad she said that because 
it did come off as come off as gossipy. And I know some people on Twitter were getting Sutton slack because they thought she was being gossipy of what the girls were saying. It's like, no, she was being a good friend and letting her know the girls were gossiping about her um, throwing up every day. And Garcelle's the one who shut it down and said, hey, we shouldn't talk about this. She's not here. So I'm glad that got brought up. And um, Dory kind of apologized, but it didn't seem sincere at all to me. So, and then I can't, I believe they came up with Sutton next with the whole dark comment. And she got into an argument with Kyle because Kyle was challenging her on her different statements. And my issue with Crystal is she is not clear at all. And I have a hard time with people like that because I am Sagittarius. We are blunt to a fault. Like, we need a zipper on our lips. <laughs> we tell it like it is. We don't sugarcoat it. And we're very precise on our words. Because words mean things. And that's what kind of bugs me about Crystal is that she used the wrong word and then blames everybody else because they misinterpreted her. It's like, no, you used the wrong word. I'm sure she did feel violated when Sutton walked in on her, but that was not Sutton's intention. It was an accident. We've all accidentally walked in on someone, someone undressed. It's embarrassing for the person who walked in. It's embarrassing for the person who was half naked. It happens. And they were still filming. The camera crews were still there. And Crystal was naked in her room with her door unlocked. I'm sorry, but if you're on a girl's trip and the cameras are still up, you can't assume you have privacy. You just can't. And um, and I think that's all with her body dysmorphia. And I don't – she needs real therapy. I don't know if she's doing, like, the stupid therapy that Erica's doing through Zoom. She's got real issues, and it's not just the bulimia. You can tell she has issues with the way she's dressing. Like, she looks pretty, she looks super cute in the baby doll stuff, but then, like, in the after show, she's wearing this gargantuan blouse with humongous sleeves, and she's got every inch of her body covered. That's not normal. You know, and, you know, she's a beautiful girl, beautiful body. She's 39 years old, and she's dressing like a nun. I don't understand it, but I think she needs help. Because this is affecting her relationships with people. So I understand, yes, she felt violated. To me, when you use the word violated, that means somebody did something to you on purpose to make you feel that way. And that obviously wasn't Sutton's attention. And I think if her and Sutton wouldn't have gotten to that um, argument earlier that day about race, maybe she wouldn't have used the violated. I don't know. You know, you know, maybe if Garcelle would have walked into her, she wouldn't have felt violated. I don't know. It, it's hard to say because it's hard to figure out what Crystal's thinking because she can't articulate it. So, so we went from violated to dark. And really the one who opened up the can of worms was Garcelle. Because Garcelle was saying, oh, I feel like you 
Beasley, she had that line rehearsed, are you that girl, in regards to Sutton, but the, um, she doesn't see colors, thing. So Garcelle thinks maybe it was a bit of a setup that Crystal had that in her mind, but I don't think so, but she just met Sutton. I don't, I think just Crystal's a millennial and um, that's how she feels about race, which is totally understandable. And I think she understands that Sutton didn't know that wasn't the right thing to say and that I think she's seen that Sutton's intentions are good. She just doesn't know maybe the new way of thinking and discussing about race. So um, so I think Crystal understands Sutton now with all that. And, and if Crystal really thought Sutton was a racist, she would not be friends with them. And they are friends, but they are hanging out. Long after the show stopped filming in February, they're still hanging out. And Crystal said lately she's closest with Diana and Sutton, and she is the furthest away from Kyle, which totally makes sense when you see the reunion. Because Kyle really laid into her. So, so Kyle was trying to, um, everybody was trying to kind of get her to say what happened, and then she finally says, "Well, that was the mood of the conversation. That was the energy." And everybody's like, whoa, hold up. You said she specifically said something dark. So um, so basically she's saying now that she knows Sutton, like if she had that same conversation with the, her, it wouldn't feel dark. So, um, yeah, it, yeah. I'm not sure Crystal gets it. With cancel culture these days, you can't insinuate someone is racist and then you don't bring receipts because I mean there's a lot of people there hey I, I believe Crystal's like okay that's cool but even she's walking back the dark thing saying you know she, she knows Sutton now and you know it doesn't seem as dark I think she was just too looking for a storyline and she did not hit off with Sutton so she was going to go after Sutton you know I, I would have I mean, she's obviously not going to say that, but I think that's what it was. She just, you know, her and Sutton kind of rubbed each other the wrong way, so she she was going to go after Sutton. And that's fine. It just, it's tricky. It's always tricky talking about race. I try not to because chances are I'm going to stick my foot in my mouth. So, but, um, but all that being said, I kind of like Crystal. I would like to see her on a journey of wellness, and being more secure and being more confident in herself. It's, but she has to be less boring. She has to bring it. And I don't know if she can do that. Oh, and the end of the conversation was a, uh, Andy read a question from a fan asking about the 14X friends. So we heard about this because I don't know why. <laughs> I, of all people, Crystal confided in Rena. Why the hell would you tell Rena anything? I mean, good grief. She she is a bone collector. She will talk about it. So I'm kind of surprised that we didn't hear too much about it, but I think Rena repeats everything to Teddy 
so whatever Teddy says about it, it that's that's what Rena's version is. I figured that out a couple weeks ago. That Teddy word for word repeats Rena's talking points. There's a lot of people like, oh, Kyle's feeding her stuff. I don't think it's Kyle. I think it's Rena. So, um, and the way that was going around was that she told her um, there were a few of them that were up for Real Housewives were getting interviewed. Crystal didn't tell anybody she was getting interviewed and told her friends, oh, don't do this show. The show's tacky. And didn't disclose she was trying to get on the show herself, and she got the show, and people ditched her. They all ditched her. There's also another rumor going around, too, that um, something with phone um, text messages. Like some of the friends got together and were looking at, Crystal's text messages to one friend as opposed to the other. And there was rumors that um, she likes to go after the queen bee and she likes to be the leader of the pack. So she'll like start whisper campaigns against people and pin, pin friends against each other. And, you know, which if all this is true about Crystal, then she's underachieving. <laughs> real housewife. This sounds like the perfect housewife. If she's stabbing her friends in the back and uh, sabotaging their chances of real housewives, I mean, shit. I mean, if she was willing to lose 14 friends to be on the show, then why the hell is she not bringing that energy on the show? I, I, I'm assuming she's kind of intimidated, maybe by some of the girls. And I think she wanted to be in the cool clique. And the, you could tell Dorit... Renna, Erica, and Kyle can't freaking stand her. If you spread their body language, their faces, they were disgusted by her. Um, and it was over the Sutton thing. Even though most of them don't like Sutton and want her off the show, they didn't like the dark comment. They don't. They didn't like the violate. They didn't like any of that. And. Um, and, of course, yes, they're all being hypocrites because Rena keeps talking about Kathy. She said these awful things, and she was raging, and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to tell you what she said because it's going to hurt people. But then she gossip a little bit. Oh, she said this person's a moron, this person's a peon, blah, blah, blah. You know, nothing that big. So here she is, Rena. And the thing is, we don't take Rena seriously because we know she exaggerates. And it's it's the same thing with Crystal. Can't take her seriously, but she exaggerates. Well, if you you have a reputation of exaggerating and using the wrong words, and Rena does it too, and not giving any details at all, I'm going to have a hard time believing you. Because, it, say, you know, um, Sutton said something to me, and it was dark. And you asked me what it was. I would tell you what she said word for word. I would impersonate her voice. I would use hand gestures. I would use props. I would reenact the entire conversation <laughs> because I'm Sagittarius, and that's how we roll. I'm not good at being vague. I'm not good at pussyfooting around. I'm not good at brown nosing or um, bullshitting. I cannot bullshit. I don't like people who, who bullshit. If you come up to me and you feed me a line of shit, I'm looking for the exit because I have I you're wasting my fucking time and that's how I feel with Crystal and sometimes with Rena. If you don't tell me what happened, you're wasting my fucking time. So um, 
so we'll see if Crystal's back, if she changes, if she keeps being vague. Uh, but she has to bring us something. And I do hope, though, no matter what, she gets some serious treatment. Because I want her to be happy. I, it's so sad with people with eating disorders. They're so miserable. And she, she's 39 years old. She's got a loving husband. I mean, yeah, there's an age difference, but he seems to really adore her. And she's got kids. And she's a business and all that. And her family seems very loving. So I want her to be happy. I don't think Housewives is a good environment, though. I think she needs to concentrate on her own wellness and step away. But I don't think she can handle this. This is too much. And she's not bonding with anybody. I mean, she's bonding with Sutton. Garcelle doesn't have anything to do with her either. Garcelle's pissed. And Garcelle brought up a good point. She's like, I tried to get out of you what Sutton said because it makes me question my relationship with Sutton. I want to know what she said. Garcelle said she couldn't get it out of Rena either. I mean, sorry, uh, Crystal either. So anyway, so that's the whole Crystal situation. And um, Connell was trying to nail down what the issue was with Crystal and her friends. Because Crystal was saying when she got the show, but it kind of sounded like she meant, oh, after they were done filming. But she said, no, when she signed the contract, I think I got specific because Cal's like, oh, I heard it was before you got on the show that she had this falling out. So we all know they know. I think Andy's probably the only one who doesn't know. This Crystal confided in Rena, And you know Rena told everybody. Sutton said she heard about it too. Cal heard about it. So, I mean, if, four, if there's 14 ex-friends out there, somebody's talking. There's no way you're going to get 14 women to keep a secret. So, and saying on Twitter, if she's back, then um, Cal needs to bring on one of these 14 ex-friends and and we'll set the record straight on what happened. It could be they were all just being mean girls and kicked her out. It's totally possible. Totally you're Maybe someone set her up. I don't know. I'd like to know. I think that'd be interesting. So, oh, I forgot to mention, um, Andy, to bring Sutton into the conversation. And, and the Sutton wasn't saying anything. And people were we're thinking she was afraid to say something. And I think that's good. I think the problem with Sutton is she over-explains and then she sticks her foot in her mouth even more. So she was restrained. And I think that was actually pretty good. I think that's better than her saying something that's problematic again. But the thing is, she already talked to Crystal about this. We saw it on camera. They were in Mexico and she ripped Crystal knew asshole, and it was brutal. And I don't think Crystal deserved all that, but I can understand why Erica, um, why Sutton was upset, and Diana was chirping in too, because Diana's friends with Crystal, so she was trying to help Crystal out. So that was rough to watch, and I could see why Sutton was upset about the whole thing. This here, she, you know, here she is going through, but she thought everything was squashed, and it, um racism talk and then it pops up again and um, I think she felt like Crystal wasn't getting it and then Crystal finally got finally got it because Sutton got so upset so 
she was more diplomatic. She's like, hey, we talked it out. We worked it out. We're cool. And Erica and Rena, who share one brain cell, obviously. I mean, it's creepy how single-minded they are. And, <laughs> I mean, holy crap. I mean, they're probably the greatest writer die out there. And they're just two miserable people. They're absolutely miserable. So if you want to... You're going to bring these assholes back next season. They've got to freaking turn on each other. Because the two of them ganging up on people is ridiculous. And they're so dumb. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. You have two assholes that are stupid and they're attacking people. So they're like, oh, why Sutton? You might you forgive her for something. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I want you guys sweep this under the rug, and I want to know what was said, and blah blah blah. And um, I understand their point, but the way I look at it, if two people have buried it, then keep it buried. Yeah, that's between the two of them. They're the ones who had the issue. You guys weren't involved, and we all know too, because we saw it in Mexico. They were instigating. Uh, Erica was instigating fights with um, Crystal and Sutton because they wanted to take Sutton down. And I think they're disappointed because they sent Chris, Crystal after Sutton, they sent Diana after Sutton, and neither one of them uh, accomplished their goal. Sutton's still there. She's still the fan favorite. Everybody hates Diana. Crystal people are kind of like meh about her one way or the other. And some people are like, oh, yeah, it's Queen. It's like, oh, come on, that girl's done nothing. Give me a break. She went after Erica once. Big freaking deal. Okay, so that was all done. And then then the Diana segment came on. And see, I honestly thought she was still Hawaii. So I was shocked when Andy said, oh, um, she's filming from her house and because I thought she she was vacationing in Hawaii it seemed like she was there on a day of filming and she stayed there so I'm confused maybe I, I got the timeline wrong but people were posting like how did she have COVID she was out in public the day before but I wasn't following her on Instagram and then I did until um, today actually I'm like oh, I'm done with this bitch I, as I unfollowed her so um I was under the impression she went to an aquarium in Hawaii, and um, the next day uh, it was the reunion. And she claimed she had COVID, and you know, and they were. Uh, she showed a clip of her getting made up for the reunion, and there's the makeup artist there, and she's not wearing a mask. So if she literally tested positive that day, <laughs> really, she. she has all these people getting her ready and no one's wearing a mask. This is a bunch of bullshit. And she just had COVID, what, last December? I mean, yeah, it's positive to, I mean, yeah, you can get COVID twice in one year, but uh, it's rare though. So, and then after reunion, she's sharing pictures of her with Asher and the baby. And obviously they're all right there snuggling and canoodling and, no one seemed concerned about Asher or the baby getting COVID. So, but hey, if he said it looked like her house, but I don't know. But no, she didn't look sick. She didn't act sick. I like the color. I like the green dress on her. 
I looked cute on her. I thought the dress was a little cheap looking, but I love the colors. So I was kind of down for that. So um, they were talking about the, it really wasn't uh, real about Diana. Um, They were talking about what happened with um, Jax on social media. And he um, got viciously attacked on Instagram. Uh, Bots went after him and were saying racist things and just horrible things. It was just disgusting. And we were all pissed because Bravo put out a statement saying the fans were doing this. And he's like, we all, we all knew it wasn't fans. It, it doesn't take that much research. All anybody did was um, look at these people, saw they were commenting exactly the same thing. They had really no followers and, the same kind of profile, like whatever it was, a, a blonde woman. And they, they really had, it was obvious they were bots. So that was pissing everybody off. But everybody knew it was bots and said it was bots and provided receipts it was bots and Bravo still came out and said it was fans being toxic, which is disgusting. So Andy did say, he did say, hey, yeah, these, these were bots, but obviously someone bought them. And Garcelle, God bless her, and She's oh she is Sagittarius yes I think she is because she always has her birthday on the show and they film from October to February I think she is Sagittarius yes she was blunt and told it like it is and she was hot and she was pissed and good for her but this was disgusting that they asked her you know do you think it was Diana she's like yeah so um. And Diana went on this uh, weird rant about, uh, you know, she went through the Bosnia thing again. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I remember what he said. Like, she didn't get a reel. He just asked her a bunch of uh, pictures, um, a bunch of questions. Like, um, oh, the Jeffrey Epstein thing. She's like, no, that picture was fake. She's like, I was in Bosnia at the time. So obviously it wasn't in London. It was Epstein. And then she talked about her book, and she's like, no, I wasn't a madam, and I'm very proud of that book. And the whole thing is weird because you can't buy that book. Now, with it appearing on the show, I mean, she had had the book run. She could make a ton of money. So I, I don't understand why this book is not available, and it's She's considering art, and basically it was was a bunch of naked celebrities in a hotel room. There was nothing special about it. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of don't get that. And I don't – they didn't really explain how Diana and Rena knew each other and Rena got into the book. I mean, they just – I mean, Rena's been naked before. She's done Playboy a couple times. But, I mean – how did Rena get in the book? Like, did um, Diana know her? Was it just like a business transaction? You know, Rena got paid to do it. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of weird. They never really explained how they how they knew each other. So um, anyway, Diana's proud of the book that no one can buy and um, no one can even look at. Really, <laughs> yeah, I'm confused too. Because, you know, if I did something awesome, I'm like, hey, look what I did. (laughs) 
so I can make money off of it, then hey, look what I did, look what I did, look, 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 look. And you show everybody. So I'm kind of confused by the whole thing. My shoes and bears about this book. So, um, yeah, so they were talking about the bots and, um, and Garcelle said her son was at her, her, hus- her ex-husband's house when he got the last message. I could have sworn people said text. So I, was he getting text messages too? Because that's horrible. That means someone gave out his number. So how the hell did that happen? I don't, I don't know. Unless she meant Instagram messages or DMs or whatever. I don't know. I thought she said text. And it was um, like, you know, good thing you have a white dad or there be a knee on your neck and um, said leave Diana alone or tell your mom to leave Diana alone. And so Garcelle's complaining that Diana sent her a threatening text. This is all breaking news because Garcelle didn't mention anything about this. And that, um, I'm paraphrasing the text, but it's out there. I even, even retweeted it. And um, basically, she, she wanted that um, Instagram message that of Jax's um, text message that he received about um, a knee on his neck. She wanted her name to get out of it. It's like, because, you know, she's claiming she's getting dressed. And it's like, where's your concern for the 14-year-old? And this happened all over Instagram. Rena did it. Erica did it. I think even Kyle did it. Nobody stood up for Garcelle. It was, oh, uh, leave all of our kids alone. It's like, that's, and then fucking Andy praised Rena for being the first one to put it out there, you know, saying to back off the of jacks. And it's like, that's not what she said. She, her Instagram message said, um, you know, stop attacking Erica's son. So, <laughs> He's 40 years old. So I, I, I maybe he's not 40. She can't be that old. No, she's in the 50s. So, yeah, she can't be that old. Maybe he's 30. And that sounds about right um, numbers-wise, probably about 30-ish. So it's, and he's a cop. So, I mean, he can protect himself. But it's, it's like we're talking about a 14-year-old boy getting racist comments. And Garcelle said people were sending him pictures of her in Playboy. I mean, good Lord. This is disgusting. I mean, I can't even imagine. It's hard enough as it is on on Housewives, but I mean, this is crossing a line. And I I think it was Diana too, allegedly, because I don't want to get a Susan to assist either. Maybe she doesn't know where the line is, or she doesn't care about lines. I mean, even Rena wouldn't go that far, or Erica wouldn't go that far. I mean, when they don't like you, they say to your face. So, and Diana had a hard on for Garcelle the entire season. She kept, yeah, and I think it's because probably Rena and Erica talked her into it, told her go after Sutton and go after Garcelle. So she went after Sutton right off the bat, and all she said she was boring and she ate bacon. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, if someone said that to me, that I was boring, yes, I would, I would be offended by that. But bacon, hell yeah. I, I love bacon. It's all good. And no, I'm not a vegetarian. And I don't blame vegetarians for eating bacon. 
<laughs> so, um, I mean, you know. So, yeah, I think it's Diana. And obviously the messages were about Diana. Back off of Diana's. And, and all those bots, too, were praising Diana. They were going onto her Instagram page and making positive comments. So someone had the bots do that. And yet Diana set out uh, trying to file these lawsuits and I guess she's trying to go after Instagram to close the, the bot situation. The thing is, you really need to, I mean, all they could do is maybe turn over what the bot company was, but then you would have to go after the bot company to at least who paid for it. And I don't know how that works because it's kind of a First Amendment thing, but at the same time, too, these are racist and threats and um, threats of violence. So, yeah, you really can't threaten to harm people like that, especially a minor. So uh, I don't know how what's going to happen with the courts with that. It doesn't look like it really went anywhere other than she filed. So, um, and Garcelle says she's launching her own investigation, which is great, too. And she's so smart. She kept this to herself and dropped it at the reunion. So none of them could respond. Like, they couldn't have a planned response in their heads already. Because she, they didn't know she was going to do that. And remember, too, this, all the stuff went down on Instagram. It was recently. It wasn't during the season. That's what drives me nuts, too, about the Real Housewives with social media. I just kind of feel like shut up about the show when the show's not airing. I, I, I think it's a little ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to say something, say something positive. But I don't want to see them fighting on Instagram and not really Twitter, because a lot of them don't do Twitter, but Twitter is like the freaking wild west, which I love, by the way. But, um, yeah, I don't want to see it in the off season. Like, you know, the season's over. It was toxic. I'm done. I'm watching something else now. <laughs> you know, save it for the show. That's what I'm saying. Save it for the show. They're going to start filming here again soon. So, you know, wait till uh, I'm. Yeah, they usually start filming around Halloween. So save it for that. Take the summer off. Go on vacation. <laughs> Go read a book. Start up a social media. And my thing is, I, I don't really get into fights with people. Like, I'll discuss housewives and people will try to start fights with me, but I'm, I'm pretty calm. And people keep trying to read me on Twitter. It's like, you can't read me on Twitter. <laughs> it cracks me up because they watch the show and they think they can read people. And, and you're like, you're X, Y, and Z. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm actually more of an A, B, and C. <laughs> so my favorite worst fight I ever on Twitter was the whole Nini white refrigerator comment that she made. I think it was with Kenya. And I didn't even remember that episode, but I've sold white refrigerators. I knew what she was talking about, and I've seen the clip since then. She had a cheap-ass $500 white refrigerator and and I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm with Nini on them. I hate those things. They are cheap. That's something you stick in your basement or you stick in a garage. But that's basically a rental refrigerator. That that's for if you're, um, you're in an apartment. 
because I sold them to landlords, so I know these things. And people are sending me pictures of $3,000 white refrigerators that are 36 inches wide and have that cooling drawer in the middle and the freezers on the bottom. It's like, that was not what was in the clip. She had a 30-inch white refrigerator. The freezer was on the top. It was just your, the most basic refrigerator you can possibly have. And people are arguing with me that I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's like, I sold refrigerators. I don't know. <laughs> them don't show me a, a GE Cafe uh, glossy white refrigerator with uh, metallic candles and tell me it's the same thing that Kenya had. <laughs> and yes, those one that Kenya had, yeah, that it's tacky. It is <laughs> So... <laughs> But yeah, so that's the stupid fights I get into on Twitter. So I don't like the housewives trash talking each other on Twitter. I, I think it's tacky. Like I said, if it's the off season, season save save it for the show. Or um, if the show's airing, save it for the reunion. I I I don't like that. It's just like I'm focusing on another toxic show right now. I don't need you fighting on Twitter for a year. <laughs> I'm done with your toxicity. Um, I moved on to somebody else's now. Thank you. So, so, oh, my God. And then the clips of Rena, I guess, for next week, saying she's put on pause. Well, they filmed this reunion over a month ago. She's still posting stupid shit on Instagram. Like she she said two months ago, oh, um, I'm not going to talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills anymore. And just going to talk about fashion and fun stuff. And she has not done it yet. So she's bullshit. Um, yeah, and um, Garcelle, sorry, I went on a tangent. She was fantastic. And I felt so bad. She was so angry. We've never seen her get this angry. But um, she was completely honest and said, yes. I think Diana was behind this. This is disgusting. And when she was talking about Diana threatening her, and and Kyle has to butt in and interpret everything for people, which is so funny because she couldn't understand Crystal, but now she's interpreting for Diana. She's like, well, she just wanted you to delete it and pencil out her name, and then you can repost it. And Garcelle flipped out. She said, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know, I'm trying to protect my son. You want me to protect all you bitches? And, and I mean, that's what drives me nuts about Kyle. Like, she pretends she cares about other people. She'll cry about other people. She looks like she was about ready to throw herself off of her balcony because Dorit got robbed. And, you know, she was trying to make Dorit's robbery all about her. And actually, I'm kind of surprised they didn't bring up Sutton um, not caring about Dorit's robbery, but they're probably waiting for Sutton's um, segment. But, um, I mean, what the hell? Garcelle is trying to protect her son. That's her first priority. Who gives a flying fuck about Diana? And if Garcelle thinks Diana's behind it, why the hell would she um, come up her name? And, you know, and then Diana's like, yeah, pencil it, pencil it out. And it's like, why would she do that if she thinks Diana behind it? Why would she cover Diana's ass? And Garcia's like, you know, I'm not here to protect all you guys. I'm 
Becky, my son, and, and Erica's like, I need your help. It's like, shut up, Erica. I'm tired of her acting like a badass. I'm, I'm so sick of it. I don't even think they're really even afraid of her that much anymore. I think they're all kind of tired of her. Because every time she blows up, she just makes herself look worse. So, I mean, if I was them, I would keep poking the bear and let the bear roar. I mean, that's fine. She's making herself look stupid. You know, have at it. This karma's going to get that bitch. No, she's not going to. She thinks she's Roxy Hart, and she's going to rise above everything, and she's going to um, get all of her money back, and she's going to keep all the money, and she's going to defeat all the uh, uh, widows and all that. And it's like, no, you're not going to win. You're not Roxy Hart. You're going to be broke. And if you're lucky, you won't be in jail for what you did that we don't talk about. So, um, <laughs> yeah, listen to the Bravo docket. Erica had a Gerardi Case business card, credit card, in her name. You can't have one unless you're an employee. So, yes, she was spending the firm's money. And she signed a piece of paper um, as a loan on the um, trustee's money, the money for the, the victims. She signed a loan um, paperwork saying that this loan company, they get first dibs of the settlement money if, if um, Erica and Tom default on their loan. So don't give me this bullshit. She didn't know anything. She knew. And she definitely knew when she left his ass. But she, she knew Dreading Keys was going to be forced into bankruptcy. She knew the party was over and the, um, the money was gone. And she, they weren't going to get any more money. That it was over. It was, it was a, literally a Ponzi scheme. He was taking money from new um, settlements and paying off loans and old settlements. And he, he kept blowing people off. People were complaining, where's my money, where's my money, where's my money? And when new money came in, instead of keeping it with the, the people who should be getting it, he gave it to the people that were complaining or whatever loan he had taken out. And, yes, he was doing most of this while she was on Little Housewives. This, it doesn't seem like he's been doing this a long time. It looks like it really ratcheted up when she joined the show so they could make their lifestyle look more exuberant than it was. Even though they had plenty of money, that's what drives me nuts. Look at that house. For crying out loud, they didn't have to steal money to make themselves look wealthy. They really were. But, oh, that drives me crazy. So, yeah, and sometimes it's bullshit that Erica's innocent. No, she's not. And I was just talking to, on Twitter, one of the um, reality blogs about, um, oh, Erica's going to, they made some sort of comment about Erica paying money for lawyers and, Bravo docket had to come out. Erica has not paid her attorneys a dime. Tom's friend is paying for them. So, uh, yeah. So she's not racking up a bunch of debt. And she's making at least $600,000 on the show. And she allegedly has sugar daddies as employer, as plural. Yeah, she's not broke. So, 
but hopefully we'll get to that with the Erica stuff. No, she's not innocent, and and yeah, and we're gonna see too. She's gonna have to defend why she's fighting to keep those to get back the 1.3 million dollar earrings that um and he did use money from the firm to purchase them. So I believe the firm the firm is the the issue here. I don't think there was actual victims involved. I think this was actually the firm's money. I think he wrote a check or something. So, but there was a big story saying he claimed they were stolen. He was replacing earrings that were stolen, but he never filed a police report saying earrings were stolen and there was insurance fraud. There was a whole big story about that. Okay, so so wrap up. I actually thought the reunion was kind of boring in the beginning, but because we had Jamie Lee, and then it ratcheted up, and then Garcelle. And Diana, I mean, that was fantastic because uh, Diana's going to be toast. I mean, there's no way in hell they're going to bring her back. So, um, thank God. But she was just awful. I mean, that's the thing. Like, how gave her a contract? I like, what did she do? I mean, people were saying all that she was probably edited out the second half of the year. It's like you still paid her ass. Maybe you should have decided you – know, some people go from friend of, and at the end of the season, they're like, okay, you, you really deserve the diamond or, or whatever, because people were wondering about Jackie on New Jersey. She, We all knew she got demoted, but some people were saying, oh, she did so much, she's going to be considered um, full-time again, and it turns out, I guess, that, that didn't happen. So I, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I mean, that's what drives me nuts. They just saw a woman with money. There's some rumors about her, and she's friends with Elton John. So I need more than that. I'd rather have a, a much poorer person who had a personality and was funny and made me laugh and was entertaining instead of you know just this boring person with money who expects everybody to kiss her ass. That's not interesting. That's stupid. That's boring. All right. So that's what happened there. Maybe um, time I'll recap Potomac. This, it was phenomenal. And holy crap. I mean, like, Giselle was just like, hey, <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> when she went up to everybody. God bless her. God bless her. <laughs> anyway, so thanks for listening to me ramble for an entire hour without notes. So uh, since I was able to do that, maybe I'll do it again sometime. And check us out this um, Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, live Block Talk Radio. If you want to catch us live, discussing Days of Our Lives, or you can listen to our archives. And um, Days of Our Lives, yeah, we've been doing podcasts and interviews with actors for 13 years. We've been along that long. We were podcasting before podcasting was cool. I did find, though, I'm having a hard time pull up the interviews on Spotify. They are right here on Blockchain Radio, too. So I would recommend me, if, say you want to see if we find our interview with Charles Shaughnessy. Type in Google Diva Duel Charles Shaughnessy. It should pop up. We pretty much, I would say we, the current cast of days, we probably interviewed maybe 70% of them, sometimes multiple times. Teo Pangliss, Leanne Hunley, uh, Brian Dottello, Deidre Hall, uh, Drake. 
gosh, uh, Martha Madison. Oh my gosh, just it goes on and on. Yeah, we pretty much have interviewed everybody. So um, yeah, so please check that out. And um, you can find me on Twitter at Diva Abdul. And um, let me know what you think. Oh, and I want to say thank you again to at Pretty Brown G One for uh, kicking my butt and getting me to podcast again. Thank you. Bye bye.